0: They may sound nuts, but so do the Wright brothers.
1: Now, here's Flieger and Briggs.
2: Welcome to 2021, Mr. Flieger. We Ooh. are Flieger Ooh. and Briggs. Feels, feels a year. lot different, doesn't it? Doesn't it, it in uh, 2020? Very different. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I think it's gotten worse. It may seem. I, I, I think so. We are Flieger and Briggs. It's, it's just sports on 12 Ounce Sports Network. You can catch us on Zingo TV, channel 761. And uh, you know, check out your boys at Asylum Football on Twitter. On the tweeters, where all the goodness is,
1: where Rick sends hundreds of tweets a day and i send nary a tweet but but i'm there so so you enjoy that at 12 ounce sports of course get all the show archives asylumfantasysports.com i'm sure most of you have done that over our extended holiday break because you missed the show so bad but we are back roaring into 2021 lots going on this should be rick coming up probably the greatest sports at least the greatest football weekend in the history of time but i have a fear just like uh kind of what's happening today and so far in 2021 it's about to be a freaking disaster
2: oh you know it's going to be somewhere <laughs> along like something'll happen it have to. Well, I mean, we've already had half the Browns check out with uh, the COVID. Yeah, Ohio State. I don't know what's going
1: on in Ohio. Maybe they had
2: to build a wall
1: around it. Ohio State having COVID concerns. Of course, they just fully expect them to move the national championship game. At this point, the uh, playoff committee has not
2: acquiesced to that demand. But well, why wouldn't they expect it? They change the rules well, for them as th- far as how, how many times. how many yeah. games to be played to qualify, et cetera, et cetera, to get the bucket guys in there so obviously the Buckeyes need some more rules change. so why not expect it
1: yeah I, yeah I, I doubt it'll happen unless they have a major outbreak on one side or the other so I, I don't know let's start with that I I was stunned I've got to tell you I don't stun easily Rick I was stunned with the ease with which they Ohio State beat down Clemson you know I i Going into it, I didn't really have a sense of who Ohio State was. They played all of, what, five games? Right. You know, close games against Indiana and Northwestern, you know, trucked every other divisional school they played. I, I had no sense of them, but just, wow. I, I Justin Fields, wow. That, that offense – it was unbelievable. And you come in, they're going up against an Alabama team who probably one of the best Alabama offenses I can remember. This one looks better than the Tua offenses, but no defense to speak of, which is odd for Alabama. If these two
2: teams are at full strength, they, they might
1: play this game in the
2: 60s. It's very possible. And, and you brought up the, the close games with Indiana and Northwestern, who's proven in their bowl games they're pretty good teams. Right, yeah. And, you know, so – yeah, and, and Clemson seemed to be – yeah, I mean, they trucked Notre Dame in the, in the in the game, in the ACC game, but then, you know, Alabama did the exact same thing to him. So, I mean, we know Notre Dame's a paper yeah. tiger. They're the revenue makers. The only right. reason they're in it. So and, – and it comes down to those three teams. Clemson did show that they had a few chinks during the course of the year, even though they kind of maintained. The ACC isn't the most powerful conference in in the country. Ofer in the bowl season. Exactly. Over. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, we still don't really know who Ohio State is, I don't think. But I think they're a lot stronger what people thought they might be. Given the fact that Indiana and Northwestern seems to be a lot better teams than what they were given credit for. And of course Alabama's Alabama. They're still gonna be favored. So Right. uh, I expect Alabama to win, but I don't I'm not gonna be like yeah, I'm not gonna be stunned now if Ohio State wins this game. No, I think it
1: <clears> – <throat> I hope both these teams are at full strength, right? They, they just are talking about COVID issues at Ohio State. And unless I've missed something, I haven't seen any specifics around it whatsoever. If it's a matter of protocols and the contact tracing, we know they'll just ball that up and throw right. that out. They're not worried about that. So, I hope there isn't a, some type of outbreak of pause. You'd think by now we'd have heard that if that's the case. I worry about Justin Fields.
2: And I mean, I'm not sure what the big deal is. I think I've gotten over it from the fourth time now. Yeah, this you've past you've week. had to, you've yeah. been exposed <laughs> and/or had the Rona
1: half a dozen times somehow. <laughs> exactly. you, you're conservatively in your 80s, so <laughs> if you the, these kids will be all right if you keep dodging this bullet. <laughs> but I am worried about Justin Fields. That lick he took, yeah. and, and he was in pain. And man, you talk about gutting one out. I don't get a sense from him that he's a He's a Ben Roethlisberger type, right, that they, they was putting it on a little bit coming on and off the field. That kid was hurt, and it's only going to be, what, 10 days between yeah. that game. If If those ribs are as bad as they look like they should be, he may still be limited, and, in fact, it may be worse with 10 days for them to kind of cool down. Right, so I hope he's at as close to 100% as he can get. I think these two teams being equal, it'll be kind of like watching a video game, right? It isn't going to be very good football to watch, but as an offensive show on a Monday night for a champion, a NCAA championship, I, I'm looking forward to it. And I just hope Ohio State's at full at – full, uh, full strength, full capacity, and Justin Fields is close enough to 100% that he can play the way he did against Clemson, and he can compete. And to watch those two teams go up and down the field, I think it'll be great.
2: Yeah, it should be a great one. I mean, it's uh, setting up to be one of the better ones in the last few years, but – yeah, time will tell. You know, watch half of Ohio State be out with That's Corona and, and he can't breathe because he's got four cracked ribs. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah,
1: it'll be a 62 to 14 right. boat race and it'll <laughs> just, just be god-awful. All right, so so a lot of things we can do. Do we want to do uh, faux outrage over uh, Doug Peterson benching Jalen Hurts? We, we can do that, right? Everybody else in the national media is doing it. So yeah, it, it, when I think national media, I think Fleeger and Briggs. Oh, well, obviously. So I, yeah. I think, Who wouldn't? I think everybody's on the edge of their seats waiting for our opinion on this.
2: Well, I mean, we've gotten how many calls, oh, emails, just scads. Yeah, at least zero. I mean, at least
1: zero we've gotten.
2: Right, yeah. I mean, that's the minimum.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So at least, right. It could be 100,000, but it's at least zero. There's
2: more than that, I think.
1: I Could be it. more than well, that. Well, it could Let's be. put it. I haven't been in the bathroom today, so I they, you know, that's where I catch up with my correspondence.
2: I find one fact indisputable. Irregardless of our opinion on this Doug Peterson thing, the team and the players. Right. Mm-hmm were totally against the benching of Jalen Hurts. Yeah,
1: he may not ever get that
2: locked in. Mainstream media are more than willing to jump up and defend Doug Peterson and say he has every right To have quarterback competition. Well, I I agree, but I have a sense that they've been
1: pearl clutching over this, too. The integrity of the NFL. Basically, (sighs) echo, parodying all that bitching and moaning that Joe Judge did. And he can just shut up. How about win a seventh game before you start Irregardless
2: of the Giants. Yeah. Okay, we'll stay away from the New York media. Okay, (laughs) let's just stay away from that. we got to get semi-neutral. All right. Um. But everybody, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you another thing: we've kind of branched off from the fantasy community. Thank God. Over the last what three year two or three years, almost everyone to a T is jumping on the Doug Peterson bandwagon. They will not, they will not go against anybody, discrediting any. Anybody, you know, a personality in the NFL, even if the players are against it. Right. Well, they'll suck
1: up to anybody, hoping they can get them on their dumb podcast. (laughs)
2: Exactly. We've never have. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I've been known to fanboy a little bit. You may not be aware of this, Rick, but I've been known to do it every now and again. I do
2: remember. I do recall you're fanboying once <laughs> in a while.
1: I'm surprised to hear you say this, though. I had the sense. I guess we'll, we'll let Dummy over here talk. I had the he sense that, that everybody about. was lined up against Doug Peterson and off with his head. Th- they were. Man, that's what I in thought. Philadelphia. No, and in no. New York, I thought nationally they were no. just
2: getting crushed. I oh, read read guys like Mike Clay. I mean, I'm talking about the fit and, all right. You so know. you're in the fantasy world, right? That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, those but geeks. that I don't care about. That's that. That's what I'm
0: saying. Chris Collinsworth like gave him the fourth degree live on TV.
2: Well, it's true, but you know. Very, you know, here's the old air quotes, unpopular opinion. I tend to think Chris Collingworth is one of the better guys in the media. I do. I never
1: understand the griping about it. I don't either. And, And my opinion is if every fan base that watches his game Watches a game he calls, hates him because he's biased against your team. That means he's doing a good job, right? Right. Pittsburgh, it is pervasive around. Oh, I can't listen to him. He hates the Steelers. Cowboy, he hates a Cowboy. He hates all 31 other teams other than if the Bengals said, in the league.
2: If he says anything right. against anybody. But I think that means he's doing a
1: good job that everybody thinks he's against your team.
2: Case in point, I just happen to see a. a article this morning, a brief little article online, I even forget what site it was. You know. The sports commentators power rankings. I mean, my God, they have ratings for everything now. You know, and and just to give some of the the people out there, you know, Joe Buck was number one. You know. See, everybody
1: hates him, too.
2: So they say. Right. But but my point is you had Joe Buck, you had Tony Romo, etc., etc. Chris Collings didn't make the top ten. And he's on freaking what Monday Night Football or Sunday, Sunday Night, Night Football? Football. Which, uh, yeah, maybe it's because he's a color guy. I don't know. No, no. They, Tony Romo is too. Yeah, Jack I guess Nick Tony's a color guy. And he so, was number yeah. three. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I don't know. So yeah. we'll we'll go along with that. I look, I kind of disagree with him. I the premise of it. What do you really did you really need to wait till the second half of the last game of the year to see if this guy's any good or not? Right. I mean, you know, get real. To me it doesn't matter to me. They were what 11 and one. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you wanted to throw every third stringer in there. But see that's the question that I have. If you wanted to see what this quarterback was like, why do you want to see what this right tackle was like? Or why didn't you want to well, see what this left guard was like?
1: dress what? I know the number's different this year, 53, 55. Did they raise the number they dressed? I can't remember. No, so so you 53, can't 53, really 56, do that. something like that. I mean, the problem he has, if I have a problem with it, it's this. He lost the locker room. You, you, right. you look at Kelsey. You look at the veterans who were angered by right. this. That's a problem, and that lingers. For everybody else not in that locker room, not in that organization, you can shut up. Sure. All right, look, let's not pretend. The first thing that everybody forgets, everybody forgets, he said during the week he was gonna get Sudfeld some snaps. This wasn't new. We acted right. like that, that is not a surprise. I think You're it right. may be because you know Al Michaels and, and Collingsworth were apparently unaware of it and acted in at least feigned surprise. He said it midweek. It sounded stupid then. It was stupid, but he said it. I'm going to get I want to get Sudfeld some reps. He got first team reps in practice. This wasn't just something he did where he says, all right, we're down in the fourth quarter, I want to lose this game for these three draft picks, so I'm going to pull. No, no, he planned this. it. It was stupid, <laughs> but but he right. planned it. So that's number one. <clears throat> number two, in terms of tanking for these three or four draft slots that, that he came up, let's not forget, well, we weren't on the air, but every show I listen to, every member of the national media who's appalled right now, openly mocked the New York Jets for winning games. for not tanking, and now when somebody you believe tanks, now you're offended by tanking? Pick one, you jagaloon. Sure. What what are you doing here? That's the kind of stuff I for whatever reason he did it and we'll never know because he'll never say. It's his right to do it. Nobody's mad that the Steelers didn't take anybody that knew how to play football to Cleveland with them. Not only did they not play and they left everybody at home. It was a meaningful game for Cleveland. This was a meaningful game for Washington and other teams. Should Miami be furious with the Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, the, the whole thing, I don't understand the, the the clamor of this. ESPN has just been, I'm oh like, this is the greatest tragedy in the history of ESPN. Well, that, yeah,
2: well, let's look at the four-letter network well, as yeah. it is now. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll just discount that. Yeah, I agree with you. It, outside of the locker room, that's the it big means one, nothing. Yeah, right. But.
1: That's the big one.
2: Exactly, it is. And, you know, can he bring it together? Maybe. I. You know, I mean, you already have Carson Wentz, you know, crying for a trade. I, I'm not here to be a backup. Right. So. Well, maybe
1: don't throw 20 interceptions if you don't want to be a backup. Bingo.
2: Um Maybe give them quarterbacks and wide receivers. Well, that that wouldn't hurt either. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the team is a mess. And, you know, the Eagles, I guess, have been fortunate not to be New York Jets or Jacksonville Jaguar esque the last few years. And they're not really sure how to handle this being the dregs of the East, right? Such as it is. And,. So, and Philadelphia. I mean, it's Philadelphia. So they're they're going to be mad no matter what. Well, happened, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, they could have won fifty six nothing. Why didn't Nate Sedfold get some reps? Yeah, we it, wanted to see what he was like going into next year. Yeah, if anyone listening has
1: ever had the misfortune to either be in Philadelphia or just speak to someone from Philadelphia. <laughs> They're angry no matter what. It's kind of their thing, and they're oddly proud of it, too, I've noticed.
2: They do it well. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, they're good at it. I'll give them that. Yeah.
1: Lots of practice. I mean, again, everybody goes to this, but these are people who attacked Santa Claus and booed him. I mean, it's just awful.
2: Yeah. I mean, let's face it. You probably don't, you don't remember it, but uh, you remember Dick Allen, mm-hmm. the player. Right. right. I mean, I remember him back in the day when I was a kid, Richie Allen. He was booed out of Philadelphia, sent off, sent back into Chicago, the White Sox, yeah, or, or the Cardinals. Excuse me, at that, at that time. Then he went on to the White Sox. I mean, the guy hit like over three hundred and over thirty home runs. He was booed out of Philadelphia oh, over an altercation with a player. Yeah, so it's, I mean,
1: yeah, it's, it's a, a different
2: different group out
1: there. Yeah, but but bottom line, in Joe Judge, shut up. You won right. six games.
2: I, I don't feel bad for you. No. Just shut up. Since we're on the NFC East, back preseason, we talked a lot about one of the worst teams, you know, vying for that, you know, great pick it was going to be the Washington Redskins.
1: Or the Washington Football or, well, Team. Yeah, the Washington Football Team. Terrible nah, yes. racist like you yes, are. Oh,
2: my. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> Cut all that out. Yeah, Good yeah. Lord. Don't worry. We'll take no. care of that yes. post.
1: It'll be fun. Yes.
2: The, the Washington Football Team. But here they are. I mean, granted, seven and nine, but you know, let's face it, they came back from what, two and seven? Right. And they're seven and nine. They won the NFC East. They're going into the playoffs. They have a defense that is second overall in the NFL. They're first against a the pass. They're they're thirteenth against a rush, but they've they've given up a mere two hundred and twelve yards a game passing. And that is Number one, that's something to be said. I, I don't think it's any small feat in the fact that um, Riverboat Ron hired Jack Del Rio as his defensive coordinator. That yeah, was a pretty good hire. And, yeah, that a real good hire. And, and you look at Jack Del Rio's coaching stats. As a head coach, not great, but he was like 93 and 94 as a career record. So he's about a 500 head coach. Defensively, He's top five oh, his all are, the time. They're,
1: they're great. Yeah. yeah. He's not one of the Ryans. He's actually a good defensive <laughs> coordinator. Exactly.
2: And, and one of the, the interesting things about that is I, I started looking. We talked about, you know, the front seven of Washington. And you got John Bostick and you've got um, Kevin Pierre-Louis, or Louis, 29 like years old. Louis, Yeah. They're 29 years old. Those are the two old guys on that front seven. Listen to this: Montez Sweat, twenty-four; Chase Young, twenty-one; Jonathan Allen, twenty-five; Darren Payne, twenty-three; Cole Holcomb, twenty-four, and and the backup to Louis Hudson is only twenty-three. I mean, they've got a defense. Yeah, if they can that pay, is there for a long yeah, time. If they can
1: keep that group together. Chase Young is on the verge of being Aaron Donald-like, right? You can't miss. You know, they kind of mocked him, and, and in a way. I guess you can make the argument for not taking Herbert, for not taking the quarterback, for going Chase Young or Tua, I guess, because they were at number two. They could add right. Tua or, or Herbert. But but you talked about kind of playing it safe and taking the one can't-miss guy in the first round of the draft, and that was Chase Young, and it's bared out. And, and you know, then they everybody else, they, they just took the tact of, when our pick comes, take the best defensive player from Alabama, we'll be fine, <laughs> and it's right. kind of worked out. Th- that team – Is legitimately a quarterback away. Now that's a big piece being away, right? But they're legitimately a quarterback away for being a force in the NFC. They have no offense to speak of. That defense is legitimately great. At least the defensive right. line, the front seven, are legitimately great. And it makes them a threat. If I mean, we'll talk about that later when we pick the games and preview the games. If I'm Tampa Bay, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm nervous. Because, look, yeah. you know they're not going to score. But if they do, if they somehow score, they get a defensive score – you know, Alex Smith, you know, hits a couple of plays, you could be in trouble against what's essentially a bad team with a great defense.
2: And not only that, you have a forty three year old quarterback they could get hurt. Oh, these yeah. guys are physical. They're rough, they're tough, and they love to get after the quarterback. And he
1: especially in recent years isn't going to take a hit. How no. many balls is he going to spike right into the ground? If he can make they can make him do that four or five times, Washington's got a chance to win that game. But I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. No, exactly. I got to kill the last half an hour show with the, <laughs> but, the show but you with go back previews.
2: to they don't really have an offense. You know, quarterback is a big piece missing. And What is it with an Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins out the door? But I mean, they're gonna Makes have you to...
1: nervous about Justin Fields going into the pros. <laughs> yeah, really,
2: they're gonna have they're gonna have to, to fill that real really quick. But you look, Gibson's young, McLaurin's young, and I mean, they still have some pieces on offense. Yeah. I mean, it, it only takes a quarterback and a couple of linemen. This could be a really good team for quite yeah. a few yeah. years.
1: It, it's lining up that way. Dan Snyder might have finally backed his way into something. Right. So let's talk about Rick. Of course, Black Monday is come and gone. All the <laughs> all the head coaching changes. I find it rather than break them all down. I, I found myself wondering. I'm curious what you think. What the best jobs are? If because there's some big names flying out there. You know, number you know, Urban Meyer's names being tossed around. You know, Eric Bienemy, All of these opening, they all want Eric Bienemy. So he's going to have his pick of jobs. If you had your pick of a job. What do you think the best jobs are? We we can rank them or just throw them out there. Um,
2: frankly, with the cap space and the number of picks, Jacksonville's very intriguing. But the Chargers with Herbert, right? That that's really nice too because yeah. you've got so many offensive pieces. Get a little help on the offensive line and bolster a little bit of defense in the draft. They're not that far away. No, if you already have the quarterback, right. it's done. Because
1: we think Trevor Lawrence is going to be great when he right. goes to Jackson. But we know but
2: Herbert's already. Yeah, he's just already fine.
1: There. I've seen a lot of can't miss guys. Read, you know, Jamarcus Russell. Read <laughs> Jeff Blake. I mean, these guys <laughs> have been out Leaf. there. Yeah, the, the <laughs> you think. Yeah, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that, but I didn't think that about these other guys at the time either. Look, the Jacksonville job should be the best job. You got the number one overall. You got Trevor Lawrence coming in, so you think you got the quarterback coming in. You got thirteen picks this year. Right. You got a hundred million dollars in cap space, so you would, but. With all of that, with that resume, that's the job you want. Less pressure there too, right? They're so used to losing; they're they're going to give you a couple of years right. to get this thing going. Where I slam the brakes with them is their owner, Khan. Is it right? What, what's his first name? Is it S- I, <laughs> yeah. Khan. We'll just it. say Mister Khan. <laughs> yeah. you know, he comes Genghis, out. Well, and, yeah. yeah, there we go, Genghis. So Genghis <laughs> says, you know, I'm going to hire a new GM, but we are letting all the candidates know. I'm going to make the personnel decisions. Right. You know, I, I usually only play this for one reason. But when I hear that, especially if I'm an Urban Meyer and I are a you know, a, a solid coach. yeah, Hold on a minute. That, that's bad news. And, and that got me to thinking, next step. Look at the franchises where you have those owners that want to make personnel decisions versus the hands-off. And I come on, I'll just give you two and two. So, give me Dallas and Washington versus Pittsburgh and New England, right? If you're not from those two areas or it wasn't for the whole rub-and-tub thing in New England, you wouldn't even know who the owners are in those cities. Right. Right, versus Jerry Jones trying to make decisions and Daniel Snyder trying to make decisions. They can't make the playoffs. They can't win football has gone. There we There's go. a reason owners – well, we all know owners have to be billionaires. There's a reason these guys are billionaires – and it's not because they're football guys. No. There ain't no football guys who are billionaires, right? You're, you're good in some other area. it lead you to believe you're smarter than you are. You, you have the money to start treating it like a fantasy football team, and it don't work. So I could see a guy with the sway of Urban Meyer coming in there and saying, all right, I'll take his job. It's going to cost you $15 million a year, and you go sit over there and shut up. Yeah, but see, we've seen
2: that actually attempted before. Right, you're with right. Tuna in Dallas. Yeah. Didn't work out. You know, Jimmy Johnson already was at odds with with uh, Jerry Jones, right. Which is why he left. Bill Parcells come in, same thing. He needed control. Yeah, you got control. Oh, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. you know Marty Schottenheimer. Walks Everybody into a, in a Washington, dumpster fire in Washington. He goes eight and eight, and he's fired. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you have an owner like that. Yeah, like you said, hit the brakes, man. Because yeah. I tell you what. And when you're hitting guys like like you just brought up Urban Meyer or some of these other guys like, you know, hell, Jack Del Rio, some of these guys that have been coaches or maybe looking – it's like, oh, wait, man, I'll yeah. just stay a coordinator, man. Yeah. I don't need
1: that. Yeah, I, I don't need that mess. I, right. I'm just going to get fired. It, it, it's going to cost them a coach if he doesn't back off. So that makes the Chargers obviously the best job. You've got the quarterback in play. How many games did they lose by one possession?
2: Yeah, I was they thinking, still
1: won seven. Yeah, I was thinking about Anthony Lynn, right? He's the first guy, probably somebody could write in and tell us, but he's the only guy that comes to mind in the last 10 or 15 years to me that was fired because he actually couldn't coach in a game. Right, That was his downfall. He built a good team. It seemed like there was a good culture there. That's a good football team. He bungled up so many end-of-quarter, end-of-game situations, so many absurd play calls. Jason Garrett comes to mind. Similar, yeah. Yeah. That's what cost him his job, his inability to game manage. Most of these times, these guys in these terrible places like Cleveland and Detroit and Jacksonville and these places, they come in, after two or three years, the organization is such a joke, they get fired. It's not I don't half the time it's not on the we don't know if they're good coaches because what's around them can't put together a decent squad. Anthony Linak legit was right. was a real legit firing. He deserved it. He really I think he's a good football coach. I think he'd be a great coordinator. He isn't a head coach. He couldn't manage a game. That team's ready to win now. That team, save for Kansas City, they're ready to compete in the AFC Suit now, yeah, they if are. Herbert does it again. They're ready now. I'd I love agree. to see Eric Bienemy there. You got an Eckler. You've got the young quarterback. You got the wide receivers. What an offensive mind like Bienemy could do there. I, I, I hope that's where Bienemy ends up.
2: Yeah, throw a freaking Wade Phillips as a defensive coordinator, <laughs> or something like that, in there. Yeah. You know, and, and, and tighten up the defense. Look, I mean, we t- we brought Washington in the conversation before. Jack Del Rio had been fired for like two years from the Raiders. Called Rivera out of the blue and asked him because he knew he was looking, he was almost had that Washington job, if he needed any help. So, so he flew down to um, Florida where Jack Del Rio was. And they started talking uh, defensive strategies. And Ron Rivera says, Look, okay, let's see. He was a defensive coordinator, he used to be a head coach, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Then, oh, by the way, he had a cancer diagnosis. Who kept the team rolling? Right. You know, I mean, it's it's really nice to have somebody experienced in jobs like this. Some of these jobs that you just talking about, Jacksonville or something, they're going to get a rookie guy in. They're not going to have, like, head coaches as coordinators, you know, like former coaches, not maybe not a lot of experience and so forth. And then they start drumming around in mediocrity for a few years. They'll fire him and bring in somebody else. Yeah, there you, know? you go.
1: We'll start it over again.
2: So you look at the Texans' job.
1: Deshaun but, Watson makes that intriguing, right? You, I assume they don't a- have
2: a pick till what, number 30? Yeah. Or no, excuse me. God, I don't know. It's a third round, whatever right. whatever that equates yeah. to, their pick in, in the third round. I can't remember what it is. But uh, Deshaun Watson would be attractive to you. Though. Well, sure it would.
1: But there's actually no reason for that team to be that bad. When you watch them, the defense is that bad. You got to rebuild that defense.
2: And, it, and what happened to that defense two years ago? Is a good defense.
1: I don't. It's, it's hard to say. But the offense is there. I, I'd want to coach Deshaun Watson if I couldn't get one of those other two jobs. Atlanta. They're always. They might go twelve and four next year. That's just kind of what they do. They're inexplicably
2: bad, then inexplicably good. Atlanta, one of these teams, though, to me, Rick, that seems. I think the next coach in there is either going to have to tear it down and start a rebuild. They might be getting there. Or they're just going to be, like you said, well, maybe they'll catch lightning in a bottle and they're 11 and 5, or it's another 4 and 12er. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, they're terrible defensively.
1: Yeah. So, so you've got to address that. The offense is inexplicably bad. I'm to the point where you have to blame Matt Ryan now, right? I mean, he's just – is he done? Uh, I, I, he's not well, that old. Well, but.
2: Matt Ryan is very inconsistent. Right. Julio Jones has always hurt. This okay? year, yeah. Well, especially. this year he has, yeah. Well, I mean, some of these years where they were potent, he was healthy. Right. They had, you know, the Roddy Whites in the past, and, and of course, you, you know – You love Roddy White. Oh, yeah, I loved Roddy he's your White. your guy. But – Look, I mean, Julio Jones is, is an old, however old he is, what, 30? Mm hmm. He's uh, an old. He's, yeah, he's, he's 30. Around, okay. Yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah. It took me that long to find it when we were talking I want to I'm out of practice. I was on vacation. <coughs> but, but then I was but girly.
2: He's done. There's another old. Young yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. Who was he so,
1: 26, 27? Something like he that. He isn't man. that old, but, man, you'd think he'd been in the league for 100 years and he ran like Atlanta
2: needs retooled on both sides of the football. Yeah. I would not want that job. Yeah, and then, and then 26. of
1: course, you, 26, that's all the older he is? Yeah. Good God. Yeah, I mean, you'd you <laughs> think he was 34. you think he's oh, like yeah. Frank Gore.
0: He's got knees like I do.
1: Well, yeah, and he had those coming out of college. I guess you, you could have predicted this. And, of course, nobody wants the Jets or Lions job. You might be able to get that job. You ought to give him a call, make a quick couple of million, and then get fired.
2: The Lions job's more intriguing to me than the Jets. More than the Jets, but that's not saying much. Well, no. <laughs> not, I mean, the Jets is – what can you say about that? I mean, but the thing is – how bad would you have to be to get fired in two years of the Jets? I mean, Adam Gates was a total disaster. Yeah. I, I think you could
1: bring. Vince Lombardi back, and he'd be fired after two years because there's no ability to run a competent professional True. franchise there. there. There's nothing they can do.
2: Well, and that's the thing with a, with a team like the Jets, the way it is right now, is you can't get your Lombardis and et cetera. I mean, mm-hmm. you you couldn't woo away anybody. No, they you know. did
1: talk to the enemy today. I pray he doesn't go. There. Oh,
2: I hope not. I, I hope he goes he to one doesn't. of these other. I, yeah. I hope he goes to a Jacksonville. Quite frankly, I look at Jacksonville with all those picks, with all the cap room, they have such young talent on the offense. You know, with Robinson, with, with, with Chennault, you have Chark. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and they just – they have a lot of spark on that offense. I think he could do a world of, world of good in Jacksonville. And like you said, Chargers is,
1: The Chargers is the job I want him to do.
2: Oh, yeah. I, that that, 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 that be... thing's
1: ready-made. That's uh, – what is it, turnkey, what do they say in real estate? That thing's ready to go. They just need the the right guy. I mean, they'd have been right. a 10-win team this year with competent game management. What could they do with another year under uh, with Herbert? I, uh, I hope he goes there. I do, too. I don't I, know why. I find myself rooting for the enemy. I got this soft spot for him. You know what it is? I think it's the Andy Reid effect, right? So he was this stud, you know, pro- professional running back, right? And now he's just this little short, fat guy who looks like, <laughs> kind of like Andy Reid. I, I like when that happens. He just <laughs> let himself go, and he doesn't even try. I like that.
2: Why not? Yeah, I mean, I hope he does go there, quite frankly. So.
1: Well, do we pick games? You got some story about 1842? Laura do our producer we have? have anything? Yeah, do you have anything? Could you produce something?
2: <laughs> Pardon me. Um, I do have a couple other things non-football related. All but right,
1: let's do that. I guess you
2: don't have anything. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not going to answer. As I'm getting ready. He... Yeah, no, go, go for it. <clears throat> go for it. No, no, no. No, you, Age? You, you just took a swill of beer. I'm coughing it, a little bit, it, so you go it, ahead. Why do you talk? Age before beauty. For the first time ever. Get off my lawn. Exactly. No, that's not the first time ever for that. <laughs> But for the first time ever in the 2021 season, NHL players are going to be wearing advertisements on their helmets.
1: Did you know that? I did know that. And the the division naming, I assume you have that
2: there as well. Well... That was kind of irrelevant. We kind of discussed how they we had a Canadian division and they realigned. Oh,
1: no, it. you're unaware. So you don't know what's going on. The division names the this year's divisions are corporate sponsors.
2: Oh, yes, the that's Scotia right.
1: Bank Division.
2: Right. Yes. I, I yes. Pity me, I forgot all about that. That is that is sad.
1: Here's the thing. I they're hate hurting. It. I get it. I hate it. I fully understand it. I'll sign off on it for one year, but I'm you can't once the G, you but can't the put NBA's the genie back in doing the
2: it. Yeah, you know, and and by all rights, they're much more financially sound than the NHL. Oh, they got billions so, in ESPN money. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I hate it. But I don't blame them. I mean, look at race car drivers; they look like they have oh yeah, they're pajamas. Just, yeah, they're you know, just walking, billboard pajamas. walking
1: billboards. I hate everything about it. What I hate more is it's not going to go away. Right. You know, presumably the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two season will have full buildings again. God, God, I hope so. Anyhow. But that isn't going to change. It, look, if it was a one-year deal, if it means I can get hockey and this what keeps them financially solvent enough to put hockey on my television, I'll agree to whatever. My problem is it's not going to go my away. My question is to
2: you, though, Rick, and this is it, this has always bugged me, I can see like, like a golfer. Okay, they've got a Titleist hat. Right. Or they've got whatever you know, Mizuno shirt, something Mm. like that. Okay, the guy's playing Mizuno. He's playing Titleist. I get it. He just won the Masters. Cool. Maybe Mizuno's a great club, blah, blah, blah. If I'm watching the New Jersey Devils squander around in last place, do I really (laughs) care if they've got the Prudential logo on their helmet? You know what I mean? That's
1: an interesting point because you've seen it. They've had corporate sponsors on the NBA jerseys for, what, two or three years now. I couldn't tell you what None of them. what's on what because it's not like NASCAR. You do come to – more in the past, not so much anymore. I was a big NASCAR fan for a long time. You come to equate brands with those guys and with those teams. Oh, yeah. you, you come to – you know, you really know they're good ambassadors. They're much better at it. Yeah, you don't hear Kevin Durant talking about whatever – I don't know who's on the Brooklyn Nets jerseys. Who cares? Right. You don't make that association, so you wonder, if they're willing to pay, go with God, but I don't think they're getting a the bang for the buck they get even in NASCAR.
2: No, I don't either, because, I mean, and I don't pay attention to NASCAR like you used to, at least, but I remember, mean, you know, I can remember guys talking about, oh, the Tide car. Right. They're... Daryl Walter. right. Walter. I still remember Richard Petty, STP, yeah. You know, and his Charger. Um, you know, who the Cashel GTX. I forget who that was. I know that, that one changed a lot,
1: right? But to this day, I, I still associate UPS with Dale Jarrett. Dale yeah. Jarrett retired twenty years ago, right. <laughs> but, right. but that was my dad's driver. I still tie those things together, right. I see Dale Jarrett, you know, doing color on, I forget, he's on one of the nine networks. Right. They out but who's now.
2: on LeBron's jersey? I don't have, I the, have no don't clue, have code, no. Exactly. Uh, and, and I agree, and I think it's exactly the same way in hockey. Well, I thought about Number that. Number one, is so fast. Who's going to be able to see what's on their
1: helmet anyway? Well, yeah, they got that big dumb. I, uh, Penguins are going to have the PPG logo on their helmet. It, it, well, now I'm going to buy paint that I wasn't going to otherwise buy. We already and- know it's a PPG arena. Like you know, I always forget that I still call it the console. Well, yeah, that's yeah, true. I can't get used to it being the PPG Paints Arena, but they want to call their helmets the paint cans. Isn't that clever? No, man? that's really catchy.
0: Were you thinking of John Force for a Castrol GTX? Before? It could be
2: like rich. Well, Rick that was a drag exchange, race change, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, there I think there was one in in NASCAR too, but I, I can't remember.
2: Hey, did you see that Jonathan Tay is sticking with hockey as He's going to be missing the, the first day or the first game of the year with an undisclosed illness. Uh oh. That he is, he hasn't given details on what the illness is, but Taves did say on Tuesday it has left him drained and lethargic. And he is working with doctors to get a grasp on what is going on. He says this off-season, quoting him, I've been experiencing symptoms that have left me feeling drained and lethargic. Tay said, I am working with doctors so I can better understand my condition until I get my health back where I can perform at an elite level and help my team. I will not be joining the Blackhawks for training camp. That's
1: weird. A guy's 32 years old, He's man. got the mono. The kissing disease. Yep. Too, yeah. many, too many skeezers. He ran through too many skeezers. It S- finally bit him. Yeah. It happens.
0: Smoochie, smoochie.
1: So, I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> Who says that? And now I have to name
2: the show that. I, I, why do we invite him here? Nobody is immune to these weird sicknesses any longer. Doesn't matter how good a shape you're in. It yeah. can get you.
1: Yeah, the skeezers will get you every time, man. <laughs> it's just, just as simple as that. So, I don't know. What do we do? We probably had a preview wild card weekend, huh? That's probably a Are good idea. Are you excited idea. about three games a day? Uh, it's going to feel weird. Does it dilute it or make it better? It's got to make it better, right? It's nah, the NFL. it's not
2: diluted. It's football, okay? Yeah. I mean, if it was basketball or anything like that, okay, yeah, it's too many teams. But football, who cares? Right. You know, yeah, I mean, just you know, keep playing. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it going. All right. Well, I don't want to go any more than that, to be honest with you. No. I mean, I think seven is plenty. Uh, I like the idea that the number one seed really does mean something now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like one and two, get the buy Because usually, I mean, that one seed is usually contested. Right. Between a couple of teams, then it's everybody else. But now, when it's just one seed, I mean, like we saw up until the end here, Green Bay still playing Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Dalvin Adams.
1: Yeah, you had Green Bay, right? New Orleans and Seattle. Yeah, all playing that last. Exactly. Game. Now it worked the opposite on the AFC side, right? Though Kansas City got so far right. out ahead. Buffalo didn't care, although they played everybody oddly just to kind of, I the guess, they, Miami. Yeah, yeah, they must really dislike Miami. <laughs> but <laughs> the Steelers, yeah, they said, especially this year, maybe, it, well, no, it still wouldn't cost you a home game. So no. they, they had two or three seed, didn't matter. There was no difference on in it anymore. Right. So. But, but it's it's six football games in 48 hours. I'm just going to be hard to complain about Pretty that. nice,
2: pretty nice.
1: So let's take them in order, Rick. The Colts getting six and a half heading into Buffalo.
2: i tell you what, watching Buffalo Bills play the last month of the season, I, I think you can give the Colts 10. I, I'm going Buffalo. I, I like Buffalo about 35-24. 16 games
1: into this season, I still have no sense of the Indianapolis Colts. Sometimes you watch them, and they look dominant with that defense. And Phillip Rivers looks good, and what Jonathan Taylor's doing lately. And then you see that second half of the game against Pittsburgh. Just inexplicably but disappeared. It's Phil Rivers. It's very Philip Rivers, yeah. isn't it? And that's, here's the thing. And you wonder if this translates into the playoffs. I feel like I've seen this story a thousand times where a young upstart team just roars into the playoffs and then just completely steps. Well, you're not supposed to say that anymore. Completely trips up once they get there, once you turn the lights on. I get that sense because I'll tell you what, for the last month, Buffalo's looked like the best team in the NFL. I'm gonna to choose to believe my eyes to your point, and believe Buffalo's just that good. I think they win in cover here. Yeah, I got at eleven. I got at thirty one twenty. I mean this team's putting up forty and fifty on the regular right yeah. now. Yeah. it's just unbelievable. And I know that Colts defense is good, but wow. They've
2: they've been they were good the first eight games of the year. They were spectacular. They've tapered off a yeah. bit because it's Phil Rivers' offense, yeah, and, so I mean, right. it just seems like they go in spurts. They can't do anything, and then all of a sudden they can't be stopped. And, well, you know, Phil Rivers is that type of guy to me. And, and, I mean, we'll get into Hall of Fame debates and all this later on, but to me, uh-uh. Yeah, I, I don't think he's one of those guys. I
1: mean, go back to that Steeler game, right? Right. It's so
2: typical of him.
1: They're dominating that game. The Steelers come out, they get a touchdown. It felt felt like the Colts were averaging twenty seven yards a rush. I know they weren't, <laughs> but that's what it felt like. So what's that dipshit do? He takes a step back and he's one downfield, gets it picked, and here come the Steelers. And how many times
2: did we see right. that play out in San Diego? I just over and over again. it Rivers he is. is typical. I mean, he just hasn't won the. The one Super Bowl that Brett Favre did. Right. But he's like another, he's in the modern day, Brett Favre, oh, he's a gunslinger. Anybody else do that? My God, what an idiot. Yeah. But, oh, no, he's a gunslinger. Yeah, so for some
1: m- reason. Much less likable than Brett Favre.
2: What? Well, true. Yeah. Maybe That's all true. those kids. Makes them ornery. I got one in a ornery. You could have zero or 23. And I don't think it would change you a bit. Eh, I kind of is who I is. Yeah. All right, Rick, the afternoon Me, game. I've got three times more kids than you do, and I'm as sweet as honey. I don't think that's true
1: at all.
0: Could you hear my eyes roll?
2: <laughs> you might be the
1: angriest person on the planet.
2: <laughs> I think not.
1: Anyway, let's move on. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I guess the Rams are playing. We don't know if Jared Goff is, and they're getting three and a half in Seattle. <sighs>
2: Kurt? Do you ever get the feeling that, like, the Colts and the Rams are like this mirror image of yeah. each other? Like, one week the Rams look like they can't be beat, and in another week it looks like they couldn't beat anybody. Yeah, you talk about a team you can't figure out. Right. I, I, I'm going with Seattle. I'm going to them to cover. I'm, I'll take them by five. I think it's going to be a typical NFC West game, close. I'll go about 24-19 Seattle.
1: Four All right. So you have the Seahawks covering. Were you going to say something back there?
2: Uh,
0: latest update was golf is not going to play.
1: Oh, yeah. So, so that's actually going to change yeah. change what I do here. You do another team that's just like what we've been describing though is the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. There are you. There's some games and Wilson gets rolling and and the offense gets going and you. The defense is better now, but games where they look like they might be the best team in the league—that they'd be the one team who could compete with Kansas City—and then they go on these stretches where it is just unwatchable. It, yeah. It's just terrible, and you don't know what. But you're this gonna... is a
2: twelve and four
1: football team, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But a team that can roll up forty-one on a good defense and then score thirteen the next week—it's right. it, it, the craziest thing. If Goss not going to play, whoever that. Accountant is or whatever they—I don't remember his name—and I choose not to learn his name. Wolford. Well, I guess now I know. Thank, thanks a lot. Bring
2: back Vince Ferragamo. Yeah, something,
1: <laughs> anything. Yeah, I actually had the the Seahawks winning, obviously, but I had this as a field goal game. I not anymore, not without golf. I think yeah, I, I'll take. I agree. The, I'll take. And we saw the Rams couldn't move the ball on arizona you know are they going to move the ball on on seattle with this clown show so uh, we'll call it 23 13 then i got to say Se- the seahawks winning and covering in the night game i think this one's going to be interesting despite the records the bucks laying eight on the road in washington
2: we are where we covered in detail the washington football team that's better uh, get woke pal. Yeah. I'm woke. All right. Get ready to fall back asleep. <laughs> but I tell you what, that defense is going to give, I think Brady some trouble because they're going to get after him. That's going to be priority one with them. Get after the old oh. man and make him nervous and and get him. around his feet and they they can do it. Um, I still think Tampa a better football team. Look, Washington was seven and nine. They wouldn't be there in any other division. So Let's not get, you know, too gushy. I'm going um, Tampa Bay 27, Washington 16. I was so tempted, so tempted
1: to take Washington here. Based on defense, Tom Brady not, you know, really struggling with pressure. And based on – any time, and it, it happens rarely, and it always seems to come out of the NFC East. Well, no, it was Seattle one year, too. Yeah. That one of these teams gets in the playoffs sub-500. It's almost a guarantee they win their first playoff game.
2: I think Carolina did it, mm-hmm. and I think Seattle did it. I think those are the only two sub-500 teams that have made the playoffs, I think. Wasn't there a division, an NFC East champion similar to that? Maybe it was
1: even Washington, or maybe it was 8-8. Eight eight. I think or, the Giants were 8-8. Giants eight. might have been 8 Nate, yeah. Almost invariably, they either win or damn near win right. that first playoff game. So I was so tempted to take this. If it wasn't Tom Brady on the other side, I just can't see Tom Brady letting this one get away against that team in this situation. It, it really is, when you look at it, it's strength versus strength. It's the Bucks' offense versus Washington's defense at front seven. Mike Evans didn't blow out his knee, don't know if he'll be available, looking like he's trending towards playing. But even then, Antonio Brown looks great. Right. Chris Godwin, is, boy, is he woken back up. What the, the weapons they have on offense. I think we're going to see Tom Brady spike the ball into the ground about a dozen times this game. I just I just don't – with no offense to speak of in Washington, I don't have the guts to do it. I'll take the Bucks to win and cover here. I, I'm right with you. 27-17 is what I had. If Washington had any offense whatsoever whatsoever I'd have pulled
2: the trigger on And that and way. let's face facts Rick. I mean I don't like to sound get off my lawnish on certain things. Most of the oh times I God. do. That's a damn lie you No, on, on 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 this type of thing. But the truth of the matter is they lay a hand on Brady even a half second late the laundry's flying. And you can no. bank on it because they want Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. Oh, desperately. Simple. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They, I hadn't thought of that, but that's going to work way against them too because you're not allowed to tackle right. Tom Brady.
0: I'm going to put money on Washington, and I'm going to double down on what Briggs said. Ron Rivera is going to be out there telling them, hit him, get him rattled. Take a couple flags, Brady will be done.
1: Yeah, I'd bring some backup in and just – Hit them in the thighs. That I don't want to not, hit him in the knees. I don't want to knock him out.
2: I'm not going to say that you're wrong because Rivera and Del Rio are certainly savvy enough to say, yeah, hey, we'll take a few flags. Yeah. You just get him so antsy that he doesn't know what to do with himself. And, and, and put, I don't think that they're going to be able to run all that effectively against Washington. Put, put five on the line and rush four of them. Hard. Yeah. I like
1: it. If you get beat over the top, you get beat over the top. All right.
2: You heard it here on It's Just Sports from Alejandro. The new Jack Del Rio of the <laughs> studio. When, boy, when are you going to get your act together? I think he
1: has. It's, it sounds that way. All right, Sunday, the the one o'clock game. Ravens, late, only laying three on the road in Tennessee.
2: This is, boy. Well, I tell you what, this is. A tough game. This is one of the toughest games. This game is
1: right up your alley. It is going to look like a game from 1936. We may not see any forward passes.
2: Baltimore had whatever, I can't remember the exact figure, but it was like over 3,000 yards rushing. Fourth all time for a season as a team. Tennessee, I don't know what theirs are, but they're not (laughs) far behind. But they do pass the football as well. They're number one and number two on the year. There you go. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, this is going to be Green Bay Packers power sweeps and, yeah. and you know Walt Garrison up the middle, triculating the, the ball yeah, down the field, triculated down the field, baby. Let's go. I don't know. Um, a lot of people are almost handing this one to Baltimore. Um, I'm going to go with a slight upset. I'm going Tennessee twenty four, Baltimore twenty three. I kicked that one around a lot based on
1: the fact that I mean this ain't the first time we've seen it. We saw this very game in this very situation last year. And unless and until Lamar Jackson shows me he can win a playoff game, I'm reticent to pick him to put win a playoff game. I think when when you both teams are gonna run the way they do. This comes down to there's going to be something else and it might be special teams. And Tennessee special teams has been a horror show all year. I'm just in trying to find a difference here. The Ravens secondary is much better. The Tennessee passing game is much better than Baltimore's. Tennessee's not afraid of Baltimore. They beat him on this stage just a year ago. I think this comes down to special teams. That's why I hate this line. Mm-hmm. I think this is the this is Tennessee missing a field goal late, you know what I mean? Something like that.
2: Because Justin Tucker's not. Yeah, no, he
1: he ain't going to miss it. So so that's what it is. The Titans miss a kick or two. Tucker makes one from 58 at some point. Maybe it expired. I think this three is right on the number. I'll take the Ravens to cover here just cuz we don't pick pushes when we do this. I would not be stunned. I'm, I'm I would not be stunned if Tennessee won this game the other way by 3 points, but I think the Ravens are going to win, so I'll take it by 4 just so I don't pick a pick a push here. So I'll take the Ravens 27-23. That one, I think it's going to be fun to watch. You got to some old school football.
2: Should be a good one.
1: All right. One that shouldn't be a good one. Rick is the Bears getting 10 in New Orleans.
2: It shouldn't be a good one. You're absolutely right. Ooh, but somebody's feeling chesty. No, no, no. I, I think New Orleans takes this game. But I, I don't think the that Bears' defense is going to just roll over. I mean, look, with what the Bears have done with David Montgomery and actually Trubisky's awoken a little bit, you know, the last month of the season. He's not as woke as you, but he's no. woke. No, <laughs> well, who is? Right. I mean, let's yeah. let's face facts. It's true. Yeah. I think the Bears keep it tight for about uh, maybe a quarter, maybe a half into the – about halfway through the third quarter. Then sooner or later, I I think New Orleans does break it open. Uh, I'm going New Orleans by uh, uh, 15.
1: Yeah, this this is boat race city. It really – maybe, like you said, the pride of the defense could have you going, hmm, you know, at some point late in the second quarter. But the defense is going to break down when Trubisky's just flinging it all over the place and nowhere all at the same time. If Montgomery can't get untracked and, and they have trouble running the ball, and, and if I'm New Orleans, I don't even cover the receivers. I just take away that running game and let Trubisky beat you. It may be close, but in the end, it's a boat race. I got this thing 33-13, and I wouldn't be stunned if it was worse than that. You
2: you look at that game and you compare it to the, to the last game of the year against Green Bay. And, and I think you're going to see a real similarity. Yeah, I think the Bears will move the football. The field goals don't get it. Right. Yeah and, yeah, and when you have, you know, 15 points or 16 points, when the other guys are, are driving the football and getting seven each time right. – you know, all of a sudden, like you said, it's 33-16. It's like, oh, man, what happened? Well, in and,
1: a game, and, and you saw it, you know, with with Green Bay, a game with Mitch Trubisky, a quarterback, can get out from underneath you real quick because at some right. point he's going to be given good offenses, really short fields. And I, I think that's how – that's what happened. Yep. Then the defense – Gives Gives up. I don't want to say they quit, but then they're putting impossible positions, and then it's a boat race. Yep.
0: Well, what if Foles, Mister
2: Playoff himself, that's your
1: guy, Nick Foles?
2: (laughs) Nah, ain't gonna happen. I'm sorry. There's no. There's no eagle wings on his helmet. He's yeah, not going to do anything. I, I'm, I'm a believer now.
1: All right, finally we got you on board. And all right, five minutes left. Rick, the the final game of the weekend. The Browns now up to six points, getting six in Pittsburgh.
2: And and I think Pittsburgh trucks Cleveland. I, I think they just got a world of trouble with the COVID. They shut the facility down. Look, the head coach. You do you know, think not having the head coach there?
1: absent anything else let's just say he gotten arrested and it to your point the not being able to practice it hurts less against a team like Pittsburgh but it hurts right Stefanski not being in the building does that uh, a, it it affects them but i wonder how much that's what I, i'm having trouble quantifying
2: i think you have to look at coaching staffs hey, we we talked about you know washington you know maybe with with Rivera gone it's not quite as serious as if, say, I don't know, Just you're trying to think of somebody. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. You Mike Tomlin. idiot Randy yeah. Feitner in charge. Randy Fink, yeah.
1: They wouldn't be able to find a damn field coming I mean, from the locker room with know, that and then, and then
2: conversely, if Adam Gase would have it, the Jets would probably win four games. <laughs> but, you know, from the Browns' perspective, I there's not a lot of – and it's the special teams guy. I can't even remember yeah, his name. Up. Who got in trouble for homophobic tweets or whatever? Oh, back I, didn't, I yeah, didn't know that. So he's back not low like either. Eleven or fourteen or something like that. So he's not. Well, that's a big difference. I think in
1: 11 you could say homophobic things, but by 14 it was done.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, but he was talking about putting them on an island and nuking them and all this kind of stuff. Oh, no, no, you could never say that. That just just doesn't fly any time I hereby retract that (laughs) statement. Exactly. (laughs) The comments
0: made by Mr. Fleeker do not express the
2: (laughs) – I guess my point is it ain't Jack Del Rio taking over. No. Okay. And I know we're kind of on a Jack Del Rio thing, but he's certainly the... Yeah, I didn't know you had guy love for Jack no, Del Rio. No, I, I, I just like think it. It. it's... Uh, yeah, go ahead and play. Let's go! It's guy love, Don't compromise. And that's Feeling one thing I wouldn't tell Jack Del Rio. No. I, I won't tell him to get off my lawn. <laughs> no, no, he'll, he'll whoop that ass <laughs> no. is what yeah, he'll do. he'll kill do. me. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think Pittsburgh trucks him, quite frankly. I, th- I think they're two touchdown winner.
1: Yeah, I, I think... Cleveland's close, right? They're, they they yeah. turned the corner this year. But usually you got to have a bad playoff loss as is, is part of turning that corner. Yeah, you know, they're not intimidated by them. I don't put much stock in the Steelers keeping that game close, even without all their starters. I, I really don't. It, Cleveland was tight, you know what I mean? It, it was everything to them. All the pressure was on them. It clearly meant nothing to Pittsburgh. That tends to happen pittsburgh's just a better team they've been there they've done that and then you you add in this mess of not being in your facility all week and and let's be honest and pittsburgh's
2: getting some defensive guys back spillane and a couple others as well that makes
1: a big difference helps them against the run right you know i i just think they're not quite there yet and and missing these practices. And let's make no mistake, that hasn't been just been this week. It's been about three straight weeks with the Browns dealing with this right. and, and losing a lot of time. I think next year we're talking about this team as a contender for the AFC Championship games, probably the favorite for that division And hey, they made
2: the playoffs the first time in 2002. They're having a party. Well, that's the and other just, thing. I mean, have, it, yeah. Have they won
1: already in their minds? So – for all that, I'll take the experience of Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger in this situation. So I'll take the Steelers. But you know what? Six is a lot. I'm going to take the Steelers here. Yeah, 20 twenty. I'll bump that down. I'd actually predicted a push somehow. <laughs> I don't wow. know how I did that. So I'll take twenty-seven twenty. I don't. I don't think the Steelers boat race them. I, I actually. Ten seconds. I, Oh, 10 seconds. All right. Well, uh, we're going to get out of here then. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. Same time, same channel. Check us out at 120ZSports, 12OutsportsNetwork.com, at Asylum Football on the Twitters, AsylumFantasySports.com. Until next time, maybe for the love of God, we'll see you. Take care.
0: Video just released of golf throwing at practice.
1: So you lied. I didn't. Damn liar.
2: Still making Seattle. Well yeah.
0: He looks awful to me. <laughs> <laughs> What's if wrong? He with looks him? awful to you. He probably looks terrible to the coaching staff. So they said that he broke and dislocated his thumb, had surgery, like pins and whatnot put in.
1: On his throwing hand? That's my understanding. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, your thumb on your throwing hand's not important.
1: He'll be worse than Walt Whitman, or what was the guy's name? He was playing? <laughs> Walt Whitman. <Yeah. laughs> I, heard,
0: I, I heard he played on the same team as uh, Ernest Hemingway.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the guy's name? And Jack London.
1: <laughs> Star linebacker, Jack London. <laughs> yeah. He was a guy without any. Jack teeth, London right? Fletcher.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> There you go. <laughs> well, we done. We're not doing overtime today.
2: Ernest Biner Hemingway. Hey, wait, this could be a thing. <laughs> eh? Let's not make this a thing. I'm bored with it already. That's because you're illiterate. Yeah, you, you, I mean you. You've got. You're like that fat kid that nobody likes. We just kind of push you out of the way, and and now you're well, hold all. On. Now you're all mad and Do sad. Do you not like me because I'm fat or
1: because I can't read? Because you can't read. All
2: right. You're well, not you fat anymore. Me, don't call
1: me the fat kid. Yeah, but you used to be. Yeah. I run the, do the roller coaster. i be up and down. The full Yeah, but you,
2: you've maintained since about a year now. Yeah. It's been hey. about a year because hey. it's been six months for me. Yeah. We're all for you here. Huzzah. <laughs> you can
0: take this weight back anytime you want. <coughs>
1: uh, yeah, because so he I, found it I all. lost it, you found it.
0: One of yeah, by deals. the way, I looked up that Noom thing you said. Yeah. Yeah, it's expensive as shit. Is it?
2: $189 a month. What do they do? I'll tell you what. It's like therapy. <laughs> I will tell sheep. you yeah. what, Alejandra. 50 bucks a month. Leave it to me. You'll lose weight, pal. <laughs> I'm going to go on the monk diet. I'm just going to drink beer. No, no, no. no. Wait, yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. drink beer? You don't need to just There's drink beer. There's a monastery
0: beer. where they do that for, I think it's during Easter, they go on a fast. And it's like when Jesus was in the desert for 40 yeah. days and 40 nights. All they do is drink beer.
2: Well, you let you go on the Rick training program. You can drink all the beer you want. I like this. And you'll be slimmed down, pal. Wait, how's he going to get slimmed down? Hmm? For for 50 bucks, he'll tell you. <laughs> for 50 bucks a month, I'll tell him. I ain't got to tell you for free because you know how.
1: But the problem with the Noom is, did you notice, looking at all the advertisement, all the after pictures, they're still fat, they're just not as fat?
2: I yeah, actually, they're not
0: as fat. I actually went through, like, the free trial, like... Answer these questions, and and I'm like, this is getting into like high school guidance counselor type stuff. Oh yeah, and um, I was just like, okay, well, we're gonna see how this goes. And next thing you know, for eight, I think it was eighteen dollars and eighty six cents for one week. It's a hard times. We understand that. We'll give it to you for eighteen (laughs) dollars and eighty six cents. Wonder how they arrived at that the weird new math common, common core, core. There, it is. there it was um i was like oh wow 18 and i'm like for a week next thing you know it's like 189 dollars for a month i'm like oh
1: hell no yeah, i think it's all like therapists and all yeah. whiny new age hippie shit yeah. it's yeah. no good
0: but yes um they said that the average person loses like one to two pounds per week and i was like I can do that without a therapist. Yes, yeah, you
2: can just skip. Edgar Allan Dante Poe. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Dynamite dropping, Donnie. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was impressive. But they gave me I'll,
2: that was, got that got'll melt off of you. You put, you get on on Rick's plan, buddy. Hey, I, what, I gotta know what's Rick's slow plan? and low. I, I can't tell you, man. It's, you know, it's money.
1: I assume it involves him bringing you beer and doing general labor at your house. But <laughs> wow, well,
0: pick him up, put him down.
1: <laughs> lots of exercise,
2: let's put it that way. <laughs> doing
1: labor for you? <laughs> well,
2: labor is very good
1: exercise. Your son would probably be excited for him to to be go on your weight loss program. Um, yeah. Save him some ear beatings and some.
2: Nah, I mean he's kind of. He just kind of comes and goes,
1: uh, so you're not putting them to work. I mean, Those it's... were my favorite days back in the old studio. You just bellering <laughs> at him.
2: Yeah, it was great. Wasn't I'll it? never
1: forget it. Always reminded me of that scene in Christmas Vacation where they're doing the lights. You know, Russ, Russ, <laughs> I'm right here, Dad. I watched him do that to his kid. <laughs> now, when his kid wasn't like Russ, his kid's what, about six three, six four. Yeah. So he would be standing right beside him. <laughs> Billy, <Bang>! look. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, give
2: me a cup of coffee. Yeah, no, yeah, right. Yeah, I drank a lot of coffee. Well, I, w- I was trying
1: not to put out to our audience that you minor have, well, child. You miss one fetcher for you.
2: One of the probably the I don't know what kind of a moment it would be, but one of the moments that both Rick and I stopped and looked at each other is we have one of these. Um, I've I've got like oak beams in the basement, and one of them I mean they're I mean it's a 150 year old house, and one of them has like a knot in it that had actually fallen out. Well, they had put in it, they had put in one of those metal posts. I think Rick knows where I'm going with this now. I can still hear that thud <laughs> to this day. I, I have a German Shepherd. Is about I don't know. At the time it was probably about 95 100 pounds. This was this was quite a few years ago. She was. Probably only about five or six years old, but loved playing rubber toy. You know, you throw the rubber toy, and she goes and gets it and brings it back and throws it at you. So she was irritating Rick with it. He wasn't paying much attention. He throws it like that. She turns around, and I mean full tilt, head first, right into that metal post. Boom! And that thing was so loud. We we just stopped and looked at each other. And my wife says, what was that from upstairs? And we're like, ah. Uh... <laughs> Meanwhile, the dog is like sitting there. Just like, I mean, talk about concussed. <laughs> Nothing, honey. I dropped my pen. <laughs> I thought that dog died. I really did. Oh, that, that was a
1: sick thought. <laughs> it <laughs> really I, was. I, it I was still right. hear it.
2: Yeah, Rick had this look on his face like, I just killed your dog. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> bad. <laughs> It wasn't a rubber toy that I was chasing,
0: but I had an incident similar to that.
2: Okay, a dog running into something's one thing. Now he's going to tell us a story how he ran into something. Yes.
0: <laughs> so we were cleaning out my grandparents' house, and my grandfather made one of those like cast iron pipe um, clothesline things, like in the shape of a T. Yeah, clothesline pole right right cast iron like right heavy yeah, duty. we had them yeah sunk in the ground probably six mm-hmm. foot concrete i did one rocker step and a hard turn into it <laughs> my stepdad looks at me mouth wide open my mom's like what was that the ex opens the door from inside looks out and goes did you hit your head literally saw
2: stars that time.
0: That was the seventh concussion.
2: concussion. I can do one better than that. Had the same things. They were out in the yard, you know, these like clothesline poles, right? My brother threw a pass to our neighbor. He ran full steam into the pole. Oh, but we're not done yet. Not only while he was laying there, he pissed some bees off that were in the pole. (laughs) Like they a Tom about Jerry and, cartoon <laughs> yeah. and i mean tore him up there yellow jackets you know it was like wow i mean the poor guy he couldn't even see straight and just he just getting killed and we're like I don't know what to do. I
1: didn't get hurt at all, but it was to this day the coolest noise I ever heard. So up I grew up on the farm, you know. And we had one of those big the, its like machine sheds. It's like a half circle and right. it's tin or metal or whatever. Not a machine shed. A machine, shed. No, a machine okay. shed. Huge. I mean this thing's huge. And it had these big giant doors that now after this incident, now we we put on ones that slid, but these ones opened out. I mean uh-huh. these jo- doors were gigantic. And so you'd open it up, and you'd put a cement block there to hold it open, and right. you'd work there. Well, I had, I had a, was it the quad or the trike? We had trikes before they was determined right, you would exactly. die on those. It was I think I've it seen was, many
2: people flip those things. Yeah,
1: I think it was my quad. It did that, that part's not relevant. So it was in that machine shed. So I opened that door, propped it open, got my quad out. I'm out riding around. Well, I come up to the machine shed because it was my house, my grandparents' house, and the, the road, the driveway kind of went around. It was a nice circle. It was like a NASCAR track. Then I took it out into the field, and I just run that circle. Preface I, pre-helmet era. Well,
2: certainly. Of you know, course. What am, am I, a woman? i helmet. Saying. Come on. What are you, Brilliant?
1: <laughs> so I come up around that turn. The machine shed was right on the turn of the road, just wide-ass open. And I come in and I got in a little too tight. and That door was hanging open. And I hit that. And I, let's just say my mother heard it down in the house, the <laughs> echo. They could have heard it seven miles away, the echo of that thing. <laughs> of course, I hit my head. There's to this day a dent mark where my head was where I hit it, but I didn't get hurt that bad. It wasn't very well, no, thick. The door. Yeah. Took yeah. The, took the, the, yeah front the door of took it, yeah. the worst. Yeah, out. exactly. But that was a
2: cool noise. So there's that square dent in it. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: There's another one on the back of that shit. I hit it with the quad a lot. This one. I mean, why are you hitting buildings? There's no explanation for this one. I don't know because it just sits in the middle of like an open field. And I'm coming up the field. And I don't know why. I didn't turn. I didn't break. And I knew it was there. I lived there my whole life. But to this day, I can show you there is down low. There's two dents in it from where the tires of the quad hit. (laughs) And about three feet higher is the dent where my head. (laughs) No clue. I hit it square. (laughs) What's- <laughs> I don't have a quad
2: anymore, Well no, for that reason. Or a machine shed. Yeah, well, <laughs> no. Well the machine shed's still there. Yeah, you just don't ride around there no, anymore. No, no, no. I, I stay
1: thing. away from it. That thing will yeah. jump out and get you, I'm telling you.
2: <laughs> All right, I have to go eat.
1: All right. I wonder what we're having. I don't even know. I don't either. It'll be delicious.
2: We didn't get any, so we're not sure yet.
1: And nor will you. you, She's been instructed not to feed you guys.
0: Nothing. A river
1: dergy.